0: This is the heart of art. Uh, this is the heart of art and um uh today I'm interviewing John Gosen Center. Hello. <laughs> so <laughs> How are you doing?
1: Well, I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'm I'm trying to stay cool. We're having some pretty hot weather up here in the Black Hills. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Just say being cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Same here.
1: Um,
0: So, what kind of art do you do?
1: Uh, Well. I guess if I had to call it art, uh, i call it the art of personal adornment, making what people call jewelry, but that makes it sound like it's from a mall or something, but I like to call it the art of personal adornment because what I, what I like to do is create for discerning individuals, so that means maybe I'll work hard with the customer and Lean from the customer what they want to see something unusual, something personal. So I like to, what I'd say, do commission work. One of a kind, because some of the material I work with is so special. Like, what I create with our agates from the, the Dakota homelands. And in that world, there's yeah. no two agates that are alike. So everything is one of a kind. Yeah. I guess we'll call that. That's that's kind of art, personal adornment. Yeah, but uh, I have done other things. Oh, I, I when I was younger, I tried it all. I, I call what I uh, what I would say tried all the. I'm Lakota, Oklahoma, Lakota. So the things that were really uh, prevalent to the culture like regalia for a dance outfit. When I was a young boy, I was gifted articles for my uh, dance regalia. So that inspired me to keep going to kind of update and recreate my my regalia. So I would say that's part of how I got started. So I, I mastered feather work. Uh, then I learned how to do beadwork. I even learned how to do high tanning. Uh, I ended up, because Lakota, is, we used pipes for prayers. I, I carved several pipes. You know, things like that. I, all the things that were pertinent to the culture, I tried it. You know, although, uh, I think those are what, what I call foundational skills and creative avenues for the future. But I did go to a... Uh, Museum uh, techniques school when I went to college. And there I learned many, many techniques, things that you would do working in a museum laboratory. So you could say I did mold making and painting and uh, all kinds of uh, techniques that pertain to exhibitions, you know. know? So uh, I mastered some of those techniques. And I tried painting and sculpting and, and, you know, I just tried it all because I, I I guess I could even say to this day, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, but I keep trying everything. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So anyway, I'm I'm still in in that same vein of discovery, trying to always do different things, you know. (laughs) Makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, cool. That seems nice. Yeah. Uh, Did you always want to be an artist?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, my inspirations, like today, there's so many things that young people, they see that they want to maybe be or try. But in my lifetime, when I was younger, it was pretty limited as far as the outside world that I was living in. I didn't know that much uh, to say uh, when I heard the term people like to wear engineer boots and I didn't know what that was but the only engineers I knew were the guys that uh, ran the trains <laughs> train engineers <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know all the professions outside that I didn't know much about you know I didn't know anything about airplanes being a pilot or but what I was exposed to was, uh, uh, of course, cowboys, Indians—I guess you could say—and and artists. I had a lot of relatives that were pretty artistic in the sense, and you know, they, they especially. So they, they influenced me was, was cowboys and, and artists mostly. That's that's the only thing I thought was fun to be. And then I did think of. Maybe I could be a truck driver. At least I get to travel around and see the world, you know. Uh, but those are the things that I I, I I could see in my lifetime back then when I was, let's say, young, like your age, like you. you I think you have been inspired by so many things, you know. That in my day, it was pretty limited, but, but I tell you what, though, well, I had a aunt. She really advocated education, and anyway. Uh, She was a school teacher, and of course that she was interested in educating me, so uh, even all year round, even after school was over, she gave me workbooks to to work with. So I lived with my grandmother and my grandmother lived by very modest means and she had a little log house and no electricity, so I have uh, fond memories of sitting at the kitchen table with the kerosene lamp and doing workbooks in the summer evening. <laughs> yeah, so, but, but as far as the, where I was going to be when I was a grow up, I really didn't know in them days, but I, I was inspired by cowboys and artists, and that's pretty much uh, still with me in a sense because I really like cowboy ways. Uh, I was raised around horses, uh, you know, in later life, that was my dream is to have my own place with a the, with the horse, so, you know, I, I did a lot of rodeo events and became a very good uh, roper, a uh, steer roper, calf roper, and team roper, mm-hmm. you know, with the, well, I did so many other things too, but I finally realized in order to save my hands, I had to give up roping because I had broken a finger. On each, each hand during the, so I, I kind of put the competitive roping aside and just because I wanted to be an artist. So there's, there's limitations to those things I was inspired by, but right now, I guess just putting aside all the things that were in front of me, I always did artwork in the background Well, that artist stuff is in the foreground now. So yeah, but I still uh, think of those days of, you know, when I was, doing cowboy stuff, traveling, you know, but, uh, now, nowadays I, I really find a lot of comfort in my studio, you know, but I do have a problem, I don't know how to say no, so I can distract it from things I really want to do, but I try to be helpful all the time, so you know, I should help myself yeah. more, but not <laughs>
0: That's really. That's really interesting. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, so um, if you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be?
1: Well, <laughs> I don't. I don't really. That's never been an intention of in my life, you know, but. Uh, I guess the epitome of being a Lakota, I'm one Lakota, is uh, an ideal that I always have, and it's to be a good relative. Be a good relative to creation, not just to reality, uh, you know, to, to a re- human relative, but to, you know, the whole world, all the animals, plants. Having that kind of respect to be remembered for the fact that you know i uh you know i did i didn't i wasn't selfish uh, and i helped out a lot or uh, you know and, and I, I like doing that anyway you know i uh, like i was just mentioning before i tend to, I tend to say uh, you know, it's hard to say no when somebody needs help so. I'm always helping people, yeah, so it's, you know, so I guess I like to be remembered for being generous, being helpful, you know, maybe be an inspiration, be inspiring somebody by the things that I've accomplished. I've been encouraged by several people to write a book. Yeah, I have many experiences, not only as an artist, but as a technologist, you know, I I've worked up in Canada uh, with a technology called Geographic Information Systems. And already I've been known for some of the work I've done there, but like I helped some you know, tribal people submit some maps to their treaty process, you know, so uh, that's something that, uh, you know, I, I have received some acknowledgement, but that's from other people. But a lot of people in my own tribe do not know all the things that I've done. So maybe maybe, uh, as, as an inspiration to the next generation, you know, I'd like to be remembered for what I did for helping not only my own people, but other Indian nations, you know. So that, that, that's all just the, what I've accomplished to be remembered so that it inspires another generation. Because I think everything I've been able to do has been inspired by the generation before me. I,
0: uh,
1: yeah, I have a great grandfather who was a chief, okay and he uh, he took care of his people, and that's how he is remembered. He wasn't one of those famous chiefs that you read in history books or or know that he was a great politician and all that. He was like he carried all the ideals of the Lakota way of life, being humble being generous, being compassionate, you know, making wise decisions and not so much concentrating wealth with himself but distributing wealth with his people. So, you know, when you have a great grandfather that was a chief and then also when you have been given an Indian name like I have, uh, my Indian name is Chokabia which means goes in center, and even that name has a uh, story behind it, that the story, uh, long uh, long story short, talks about how an ancestral grandfather was uh, being considered as a leader when there was all these other men that were raising their hands and boasting and promising, but this particular Grandfather, he was chosen because his deeds spoke louder than his words. So then they put him in the center and made him uh, uh, the leader because he was humble, but he was accomplished. You know, so, so that that in itself was a lesson that I that I have, and my mother gave me that Indian name too, Chokabia. So that's another thing I live with is is a name. That was given to me. That was from a name that was given to a man who possessed those qualities. So then that makes me uh, want to live up to that name. But uh, also I was given another Indian name by another tribe up in Canada, the Blackfoot. Uh, from the Blackfoot Confederacy, the band called the uh, Kaipsua, I mean the Kayanai. They gave me a name Kaipsa Guan, which means hearted hair, because I actually, in some of my museum work, helped repatriate some sacred bundles back to their tribe. So They honored me later by giving me a name of the name what they called the Lakota people, hearted hairs, because we somehow inspired them to part their hair and have hairdos like we did. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they call me parted hairs. But I have two Indian names, Chokabia and and Lakotas, which means parted hair too. So So, yeah, so those those are things that maybe in some way I'd be remembered for, i would tell you what, and just you recording this inspires me that you asking me questions and maybe I get to tell a story. Uh, you're listening to this. Maybe you'll share this with others on your podcast and they will see that, you know, there are good ways to live and help people, you know, because what I do and, you know, it, it makes me feel at peace, makes me feel good, makes me feel part of a whole. I'm not so much just by myself. I belong to, to my relatives. I belong to my culture. I belong to this land. I have a. I belong to the stars. You know, everything I'm a part of, you know. So that, that's probably one of the better feelings I have with all these things I've done. But like, well, when I was younger, I didn't really think about all these, but as so as I get older, I think these are important things to you know, I, I never have to ask my grandmother the same questions you're asking me, you know, but, but anyway, I think we're on the right track of helping ourselves again, helping our people, getting re-inspired really by one another, you know. We can get inspired by so many other things, but I think the best thing we can get inspired by is, is those that we know and love
0: yeah that's yeah that makes sense a lot of sense um, uh, what is something people usually mistake with your art
1: what do they mistake say that again People, what, uh, what
0: What is something that you, pe- people usually mistake with your art?
1: Oh, yeah, well. Well, I think a lot of people. Uh, um, I thought about this one time because a lot of times when people see what I do or what I have produced, the first question they ask is how long did it take you? <laughs> and to me, uh, I don't know how to answer that question, but I'll, I'll do my best. And I say, well, it's not how long it takes me. It's just the fact that, well, uh, it's hard to get started <laughs> because I do a lot of other things. Sure. But, uh, but, uh, but that's that's the best part too, is getting started because then all of a sudden you, your frame of mind changes. And, I don't know, the things that you're worried about kind of go away. You yeah, know, oh, I don't know there. There's times I've committed to things like that, and it puts pressure on me. But I, I don't really want to work in that in the environment anymore. But, but yeah. So people mistakenly ask not only me but other artists, you know, how long does it take you? Because a lot of people in this world, they they maybe never really had the opportunity to make things. Think about it. Most people they earn money to buy things, so they don't have the yeah. concept of, of making things. And what I know of you, you make things, you're always creating things. Even your brother, you know, he makes things out of uh, you know, duct tape. I thought that was pretty really creative, you know. <laughs> well, so yeah. It's just a matter of stretching your mind and putting your hands to work, you know. For, but, but, uh, yeah, but people mistake my art sometimes because they, they think of Indian jewelry and they think of silver yeah. and turquoise. But me, I'm a Lakota, so a lot of times they'll ask me, Do you have any turquoise? I said, No, I'm not a Navajo, but I work with agates from here, from the Lakota homeland. I go out into the Badlands and, and the Black Hills. and." in the prairies and I hunt for these agates and I find them they're really you know rare so a lot of people don't learn and have learned about that so but they they don't know but I'm always teaching in a sense you know about my work so helping people not have different ideas about about things but they they think it's easy because I know a lot of people they want to learn from me so I uh it's i said good things and pretty soon they, I don't know, they never come back because they, it's, it's hard work it takes discipline <laughs> it takes uh patience you know the, yeah. all those kind of qualities you got to have you know it, it just doesn't happen you got to kind of love it and study it and you know and stick to it and commit to it so i'll tell you i've been making uh adornment getting into making metalwork. Uh that took a lot of work and research with the tools, acquiring tools over the years. I've been doing this for about fifty years, you know. So for so people, you know, they don't they don't understand, you know, the person who does these things is dedicated their lives, so but they're, they're, at least they're asking questions, so I, I get to teach them. But yeah. That's that's the main question I was you know, How long does it take? <laughs> as long as it as long as it needs to. I always say to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a good question because uh, I think a lot of people need to take the time to make something instead of buying it. Yeah, A time ago people used to do that, or, or they would repair something rather than go buy something new. Stretch your mind, stretch, use your hands. Yeah, it's fun anyway. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. Hmm. Um. What, what would you say is the biggest challenge you're facing right now and how are you dealing with it
1: okay well i think my biggest challenge right now is is energy how to utilize my energy best you know uh, like i say' i'm, I'm always helping people I, i've always liked that i didn't mind it i it was just my nature but Sometimes I lay there at nighttime and I'm thinking, oh, I, I want to do this, I want to do that. Is that selfish to think that way? I don't know, but I, I sure want to do this, you know. <laughs> so so I, I'm always talking to myself like that, you know, about things I want to do, you know. So I'm getting to that point, you know. And I, I, I know I'm happier when I can just be creative without having any kind of constraints and time over me. I deserve that because I I, I worked hard most of my life now I think so I my time in my life right now that I uh, that that you know I want to have time for myself to make anything I want do anything I want you know so maybe uh, that that's 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 what I think my challenge is right now is finding and preserving my energy for the things that I want to do you know? and oh well, i'm starting to feel my age a little bit you know have aches and pains and stuff like that so that's another thing that i need to pay attention to is to I mean, live my life in a way that you know i won't have all this stuff distracting me from the things that really make me happy, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that means maybe eating right, getting enough sleep, uh, you know, things like that. Not taking too many risks. Yeah. You know? But I do think that I need to pay attention more to the outdoors than sitting inside all the time. So, so everything's like a balance. I mean, that's the thing that's always on my mind is to try to figure out how to live a balanced life so I can have good energy not only physical energy but mental energy yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah that
0: makes sense uh yeah. especially uh yeah um What's some advice you'd give to somebody starting out as an artist?
1: Uh, okay, well, I, I've seen all kinds of different art forms and uh, no different artists. Uh, like I said, I had relatives that were artists. Um, I've even worked at an art service organization. I remember I was asked to add up a program on artists so I thought a lot about all this but the things that I would give an advice to anybody that's wanting to be an artist you know wanting to be an artist and being an artist is two different things you know but to be an artist you're attaining a, a level of that you're actually in control of your life and that you have a purpose and you dedicate to what you're doing. You have some principles to live by. the so discipline is part of it, you know. It's, it just doesn't happen. You have to work at it. So you've got to be able to, let's to say, to say uh, not think that it's going to be easy. Because there's so much that goes behind just... Not a picture, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I would say for young artists, well, I'll say start living a good life, you know, having a good attitude. That's going to help your creativity. I see a lot of, I remember a lot of guys, they 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 smoke cigarettes. This is just an example. If you take the time to step outside, you smoke a cigarette. Smoke another cigarette. Another, think of all the cigarettes you smoke in the day when you could have actually been sitting there working, thinking, creating. <laughs> so it's an addictive behavior that kind of takes away from your yeah. creativity. So think yeah. of other things that, that stand in the way of what you really want to do. So, so that's what I mean. When, when you're starting out, you got to even look at your own. So I would say anything for personal development that keeps you disciplined. It doesn't have to be that hard, it's just, just the fact that you know, you're uh, tending to your uh, gift that you've been given. Think of yourself, of what you have, as a gift. Yeah. Is it's, it's a gift that's kind of like, it's your identity. So what would you do to really retain your identity, preserve your identity? And to also know that you need to grow, anything that helps you grow in a good way good food, good things that you can see, good things that you can perceive, good things that keep you in a better way, of living in harmony. I'm, I'm saying all this because I'm learning all this. Learn, well, I've been through a lot of things and I wished I could have done things differently when I was younger, but, so that's what I would say is, you know, I don't know, kind of be a good relative in every kind of way you can because that's really gonna reflect on you with the peace of mind and, the creativity. You know, I don't know. Do your best to be happy about things. Sometimes things you can't change. Only thing you can really change is yourself. You need to, you know, because you can't. And I think we shouldn't be telling each other what to do. We should be able to encourage other people rather than criticize. So, you know, those are things that I think go into your, helps you in your creativity. Just be open-minded. Be, be, uh, perceiving things that are Beautiful Rather than things that are In shadows all the time you know, so That means to come out into the light And not live in the shadows
0: <laughs>
1: That's another way I always see it
0: Yeah Yeah, that makes sense mm-hmm. uh, Pretty good, really good advice. And uh, what do you think is the your, the favorite, pe- your favorite piece of art that you've made?
1: Okay, now uh, I think there's a couple of ones that they kind of go back to a time and place when I was younger. Like I said, I did a lot of things when I was younger, but it was the foundation to what I do today. All of, there's a lot of things I've mastered over the years, different techniques, and they all come together in, in different forms of creativity. Uh, but I kind of go back to a time when when I was younger. Let's say about 1974. Can you think of that? You know. <laughs> I know this is 2022, so if you do the math, you'll see how long ago that was. But when I was working in the museum labs, I learned how to do mold making and such. But I also took some courses in anatomy and stuff that I that I sculpted. I, I, I made out of wax uh, a statue or... Uh, it stands about 12 feet high and it was a sun dancer this was back in the 70s so it really kind of brings to light what i was thinking about back then you know how sacred those things were to uh, our people and this was before the enactment of the native american religious freedom act so these things were still against the law to, to do you know but somehow you know those are our true expressions of our spirituality. And so back then I was even trying to create an identity for myself because I heard stories about sundancers and I had even been to some outlawed sundances and you know, but I remember seeing sundancers. So I did this sculpture and I cast it in bronze. I I had a job where I worked in the foundry, so I had those kind of avenues too. And was inspired by that, so I did a bronze sculpture of my of an elder with his hands up, playing doing the Sundance. Uh, that that sculpture was bought by the Sioux Museum here in Rapid City. I did a show back in 1974, one man show. So the sent that museum at the Sioux Museum. Uh, I wished I didn't sell it. Maybe that's one of the things that. When, when people think they're artists, that they're supposed to produce things, you know, to sell. <laughs> ah, uh, I wish I didn't sell that. I wish I still had it, you know, so. Uh, so that, 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 I still think about that. And then in that same time period, I also did a small bust. The only thing I knew of my great grandfather was a photo. So I imagined what he might look like in 3D. So I did a model of this. With his shoulders and head, thinking that's what he might look like in 3D for them. I did that from a, uh, a photo. And I have, I have a prototype of that sculpture still, and I just thinking I should somehow get a mold made of that and then cast, it again. I mean, those, those are high-end techniques I mastered back then, but to me, the, 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 the technique was not Indian. <laughs> but I don't think that anymore. But it was just something I wanted to try and learn, but it inspires me again, though, that what I used to think about back then was my beginnings, my ancestry, my identity as a Lakota. All of that is still strong within me, so that that comes from a time when I was trying to discover myself and who I really was and what I believed in. I still have that. The only thing is stronger in me now. So in my artwork I do, I I I I always have a principle about what it is I do that it's, it's gotta be truthful. It's gotta have some some kind of sense of a a depth that means something that's meaningful to not only me but to to my relatives, to to the world. You know, but what I make is uh, is real. It's not just contrived and stereotypical. It has identity, it has depth. You know, so that that that's what I think about. What it is I, I I do. I mean I I've done a lot of uh, another thing. I've done a lot of the uh, rodeo trophy buckles. learn the art of engraving. And I know that culture really well, so I'm really proud of these, of, of that camaraderie and cowboys. And a lot of times, these cowboys, the only thing they have to show for their lifestyle and their beliefs is a belt buckle that they won at a rodeo or something. To myself, I have one buckle that that I that I won, and there's a story behind that because I. I was asked by this gentleman who was going to produce this roping. He said, well, I heard you make <clears throat> buckles. He said, can I ask you to make buckles for this roping? So I said, okay. And then when I delivered the buckles, he said, oh, well, hey, what? I heard you're a roper too. Do you wanna, uh, you, you can come rope at this? So I did, I, I, I went and roped at this Invitational roping. And then I ended up winning one of my buckles batch. So that was kind of funny. <laughs> so I have stories like that about my creations, you know. So I made the buckle, got paid for the buckle, and then I won the buckle. But, but another caveat to that story was that it was what they call a round robin trophy. So, I mean, a, a, a contest. So you got to rope with everybody. And, you know, but, but for the last run, I, there was a young boy, he was in contention for the heading buckle, and I was, in, you know, I didn't, I guess I was in contention for the heating buckle. But I was really nervous because this young boy, if I had missed for him, he wouldn't get to win. So that was the most tremendous pressure I ever felt about roping. was roping behind a little boy who turned a steer. He turned that steer, and, and I, me and my horse, we rode up, and I just, put a nice trap loop under that steer, and rope his hind legs. And anyway, the little boy got to win his buckle that, he was really proud of that. And myself, I got to win my own buckle that I made. <laughs> so, I have, I have, you know, so that's a good story, but, so when I wear that buckle, it, it means a lot to me. You know, that people knew me and, and commissioned me to make buckles. You know, and then it has a story like that. This little boy and his his family, especially his dad, is really proud of him. He won the bell buckle too, so, Yeah, but yeah. I, so, like I said, all all the techniques I've mastered, there's always some story behind all that. With the metal work I do, is a research that I've done about Lakotas. Was back in the uh, uh middle 1800s till now you know we we made metalwork we made, metal made bridles for our for horses so historically you look at all the ledger drawings from those days and you see that they they drew horses that had silver headstalls men wore uh, pectorals on their breastplates and they wore armbands and hair plates all made on metal so, that's another thing that I really like to do is make uh, metalwork like that. So there's always been a principle about what I do because it started out making things in the culture, for the culture, and with the culture, you know. So there are principles I live by that, you know, that every art form that I've mastered has a, has a beginning and has a meaning to it, you know. Yeah. Whether it be Indian jewelry or adornment, cowboy adornment, you know, it's always from within the culture for the culture, you know, so. And just to let you know more about how I see my work, too, uh, you ask me some good questions and really kind of bring to light reasons and you know, why I do things, with I know I was inspired by my grandmother and her generation because I still remember the old old timers that contributed to my uh, my regalia, my dance regalia. You know, they 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 weren't exactly artists, but they made those things too. You think of the headroach I wore. We didn't call them artists, but they they were creative people. And they, and, diligent, they and they were diligent, they mastered his techniques. And they are generous to give them away. But they didn't always do things to sell. They they did things to give, gift. And giving is a circle. You give things and it comes back to you somehow. So that that's another thing that I think about when I make things so, up. Sometimes I've been accused of giving away more than I've ever sold, that's okay with me. Well yeah. it all comes back to you anyway in some good way. Yeah. But there is a principle, as I just mentioned. Uh, a lot of times I make things and I always wonder, would my grandmother like this? Would my grandmother understand this? So there are some things that I keep, I don't wanna call them boundaries, but they're kind of like precepts to what I create, it, it fits in a certain place and it, it doesn't really go too far out of bounds to be so, that it doesn't offend the, the nature of what it is that I'm making or where it comes from, you know. Those are things I kind of just, I live by not only just making people, that's just the way I live. Well, as a Lakota, it's a beautiful way of life and being, and I, I guess I could say I'm blessed to be uh, inspired by so many other people in the, before me. So maybe what I do will inspire somebody uh, behind me.
0: Yeah. yeah, that was like really interesting. Uh, thank you for answering all of my questions. Yeah. That's everything I had.
1: Yeah, well, June, things you asked me made me think. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, so, uh,
0: yeah.
1: I'm happy to have been, been interviewed, uh, asked questions. It uh, kind of reaffirms in me a lot of things that I, why I do things and. I believe in. You uh, know, maybe... Uh, I don't know who you, you all gets to listen to your podcast, but I'm curious to listen to others communicate the community But I think what you're yeah. doing is valuable. Valuable to the culture. Helping us all. You know? Yeah. So even this is your create, creative expression is to gather stories and put them together. And, the other way to tell these stories or get them out there for people there. I want to thank you. And yeah. wish you a so, lot of luck okay. and success at your school. I heard that's a good school. In Santa Fe Indian School, that's where Oscar Howell went to school. I think Things the code of Yeah, we have a so... good beginnings. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so thank you.
1: Okay, well, you, you do my okay, regards. Thank you. Uh, okay. How you doing? Hi, too. Okay. Sign off. Okay, Okay.
0: listening to heart of the art and have a great day